0: Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. I'm your host, Kenae Quarter, National Certified Counselor, and the world's number one clinical financial hypnotherapist. Each week, I'll share with you the research I'm uncovering as I chronicle the search for meaning over money. My interviews, tips, and resources will help you determine what you need to get the most out of your practice and your life. Because life is about more than money; it's about meaning. So let's get into today's show. Well, welcome. Oh my gosh. I say, well, because this is going to be a full episode. I'm going to try my best to pour, I'm talking about pour into you, because this subject, overcoming burnout, guilt, and greed, is serious, it's heavy. I'm going to try to have some fun with it. But if you're feeling burnout, If you are feeling some guilt and even greed, it's likely that it is weighing heavy on you. And I want to lighten that for you. What I'd like to do is give you some tips on how to overcome it. And I want to first let you know that I feel you. I hear you. Let you know where it's coming from. Why are you feeling this? And then kind of give you some tips and tools. So let you know, I hear you, you're not alone, give you some tips, but also I want to share my story. And it's something that I've discovered lately. And when I say lately, I meant over like maybe the last six months. And it's because I have felt burnout, guilt, and greed, all three of those in the last year. And let me tell you what I mean. i I'm hoping that you feel me on this and that you share this episode because this episode has got to get out there. Here we go. I'm going to hurt some feelings. I am going to expose some things and I'm going to be vulnerable. Go there with me. I want to start out by saying this episode is not to call anybody out or hurt anybody. The real reason I want to do this episode is because my mission in life is to alleviate human suffering associated with money. That is the mission of Presidential Lifestyle. And if I don't address this, then I'm not doing that. And money is the number one cause of stress, whether you have it or not. But whether you have it or not, is going to depend on how you collect, analyze, and utilize the data in your life. And over the last couple of months, I've been collecting data. I've been going to conferences, self development conferences specifically. And what I notice is that it's all a big sale. Every conference is a sale. Now, this started last year, and I went to two conferences in 2020 that I wasn't a speaker at. I was, Just an observer. I bought a ticket. I came to the conference. And the whole time I'm there, I feel like I'm being sold. They give me a tip and then they sell me something. They give me a tip and then they sell me something. As if now I gave you that tip. Now what are you going to give me? I gave you that tip. What are you going to give me? And I had to take a look at my business and say, is that how we are? Is that what we're doing? Because that does not feel good. And I sat in that conference and I was like, I paid for this ticket. I don't owe you anything else. If I don't buy your shit, it's because I don't want it. And if I do buy it, it's because I'm smart enough to know what I want. If you give me enough information I will know exactly what to do with it. And what we do a lot in our business, at least try to, and you can tell me if we're succeeding at this, is we wanna give you a lot of what, because I feel like the what needs to be clear. And then we give you a little how. Now, I don't pour my whole system out at you, but I think you should know one or two or three things that can get you off and running. But what I know for sure is that You are not going to do hypnotherapy on your own. You can't. Now, you can download audios on YouTube or whatever and listen to them, but they're not going to be specific to you. So, there are some things that you just do have to come to us to utilize. But, like our it formula, there's a whole podcast on it. Terry's going to kill me because I don't know which one it is. So, I'm mentioning it, but now I got to tell you which one it is. And I'm going to figure it out between Terry and I. We'll get you that podcast and we'll put it in the show notes. But there's a whole podcast on you identifying where you are in the story, you know, the intention and taming your brain. Those are the three steps that you're going to need to do in order to get past these old programs that are running in your head. Identify where you are, set an intention and then tame your brain. Now, tame your brain is not... It's time and repetition. It's not a wave your magic wand kind of thing unless you get hypnotherapy. Then it is kind of wave your magic wand. But without hypnotherapy, it's time and repetition, which you can do on your own, but you don't have to. And that's where I come in. So I'm gonna say, if you wanna do it on your own, go do it. But if you want a guide, then here's how you work with me. I'm, you have two choices. A lot of times I've been finding that on the internet, on social media, it's just advertising, advertising, advertising. And it just doesn't feel good. It's like, you can't do this without me or you're dumb. I got a, so I met with an attorney and this attorney is a, specifically a trademark attorney. So when you know our business, our business is very specific. We have a lot of phrases that we've coined and trademarking them was important to us. And so I meet with the attorney. In fact, I don't meet with the attorney. I meet with like a salesperson and the salesperson asked me a bunch of questions and I know where these questions are going because. I've been on enough of these sales calls to know where they're going and I've been to enough sales training. And so but I'm okay with him doing his spiel the way he's doing it. The problem was so I said, you know, I need a minute. It, we have quite a few things we need to to trademark and it sounds like what you're saying each one of those is going to be a different fee. It's not like we pay a retainer and they trademark all our stuff. It was like we had to pr- pay $3,000 retainer each month for each thing that we needed trademarked, and maybe I need to narrow down <laughs> and get really clear because I thought, well, let's just trademark everything, and then we can just keep the trademarks that we actually use because we have a lot of, you know, we use a lot of terms here. He's like, okay, yeah, go ahead and think about it, talk to your your team, and and narrow it down, and then I'll get back to you. So, like maybe two days later, I get an email that says something to the effect like, if your business is important to you, you would do this now. And time is running out. And and if you don't trademark your thing, somebody will take it from you. If you want to be successful, successful people trademark. And I'm like, first of all, do you understand how insulting this email is? Do you get that? Second of all, My business is important to me. I am successful, not going to be or want to be. I am successful. And three, who are you? Should I look into your business and see what you're not doing? Why are you judging me? So lay off. That's basically what my response said. My response said, let me explain to you that my business is important to me. So important to me that I'm gonna do business with an attorney who." I feel like understands how important my business is to me. Thank you. You can stop emailing me now. And I felt good about that response. He didn't make me feel bad about myself. And so that's what this podcast is going to be about. It is about the burnout, the guilt, the greed that you likely feel as an entrepreneur. Because this industry, these industries, the media has made you feel like you have to sell, 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 sell. And you have to trick people and you have to use their psychology. But I will not. My whole existence, my whole company is around changing that programming that society gave them. And the rest of the industry is saying, use that programming against them. I won't do it. And so let's talk about burnout first. You're burnout because you're confused. Now I am talking specifically to the mission-driven entrepreneur. If that is not you, you can listen all the way through and share this episode with a mission-driven entrepreneur because they need to know they are not alone. I have had so many one-on-one conversations with the mission-driven entrepreneur who just says, I just don't like doing it this way. And I'm saying to you, you don't have to. So Let's first look at burnout. Burnout is killing your mental health because you're work, 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 work. Wake up and work is how my assistant, hypnotherapist Marissa, that's what she, she said. Wake up and work. Wake up and work, right? As soon as you open your eyes, you're already trying to solve some work problem. You're not thinking about meditation, you know, exercise. You're not thinking about your, your, we juice, now we're starting to juice, Jason and I. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about which juice we're going to have. You know, is it going to be grapefruit? Is it going to be pineapple? Is it going to be, you know, something else, beet? That's what I want to be thinking about in the morning, not trying to solve some work problem. I want two or three hours to myself in the morning. What do you want? Do you want to spring out of bed and get right to solving somebody else's problem or even your own business problem? No, but we have burned ourselves out thinking we have to take on the weight of the world in order to be great and successful. Like you're not successful unless you are w- working long hours. Somebody's going to have a 16 hour conference and meeting and, and meeting, 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 and all the things where you can't enjoy life. Now, some days will be like that. The month of April was extremely full, May, June. They are full, but not as full as April was. But July is going to be lighter. August, lighter. September, lighter. October, even lighter. November, lighter. And December, even lighter. So even though there are some months in the year that are big for us, there are many months in the year that are not big for us. They are slow for us. January and February are historically slower months. So you've got to start collecting this data and start to see where am I burning myself out? Where am I doing more and, and not relying on allowing, doing more than allowing? Because the burnout is not your fault. You're, you're probably comparing and competing and trying to keep up with the people around you who are not even running the same type of business. If you are a mission-driven entrepreneur and you're comparing yourself to a money-driven entrepreneur, that's not a good comparison. They're willing to do things you're not willing to do. They're willing to lie. Are you? They're willing to trick. If you're money-driven, yes, I am talking to you. You know you have lied. If you've just been money-driven, and for some of you, you don't want to be that way anymore. And so you've given up everything. You've given up your health to get money. You've given up your relationships to get money. And sometimes you've even given up your dignity, your values to get money. Stop doing that. And if you're a mission-driven entrepreneur and you've been doing that, you probably feel so heavy right now. The guilt is weighing on you because the greed is not you. But this industry, especially the self-development industry and just the sales industry, you know, now everything is about the sale and the funnels. Every single company has a funnel. We don't call it a funnel at Presidential Lifestyle. We call it the client experience. What is the client experience like? I completely understand that some of you are just going to listen to my podcast and that is as close as we're going to get. And then some of you are going to Come to the pop-up hypnotherapy, and I get to get a little taste of who you are. Others are going to jump into the prosperity club. And then those companies that we get to work with, we only work with a few companies intimately, but those three or four or five companies that we get to work with closely where we are doing hypnotherapy for the CEO and group hypnotherapy for the employees. And we are building a database and a dashboard. And, you know, we're really getting into your company, those few companies that we get to work with. That's only going to be four or five people at the most 10, but we can't even, we don't even want 10 clients. And so that's another thing you have to realize. So with greed, we could say, oh, let's take on 10 clients. But we have a certain lifestyle that we want to live. And if we take on 10 clients, that means hiring more people. Hiring more people means a certain amount of responsibility. Might mean, you know, healthcare. We got to look into healthcare, which we have a healthcare option if we hire more people. Payroll is different. And all of these things, it changes our company. And... If we look out at our friends' companies, now we do have friends who have and, and clients, you know, who have 50 employees or a hundred employees and you know, making tens of millions of dollars a year, but we're saying we can make tens of millions of dollars a year. We're not putting a stop on that, but we what we are stopping is the burnout. We're not gonna get burnout. And if working three days a week is what I want, then I'm building a company that allows me to work three days a week and make millions and millions of dollars. But the three days a week is the most important. About 30 hours, that's how much I want to work. So I'm willing to work three days a week, but I'm gonna do, and I'm willing to do 10 hours on those days, but I want my Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and sometimes Monday off. I might do a little bit of work on a Monday, but for the most part, I just want to be free. I don't want to burn out because that weighs too heavy on my mental health. And when it weighed heavy on my mental health, you know what happened next. My body started to break down. So I didn't have... The mental health and I didn't have the physical health just because I was burning myself out because I was working, 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 working. And every time, aside from work, every time somebody would call me and say, Can I borrow? Can I have? Can you help me? They were getting my time, they were getting my energy, they were getting my money. And I didn't have enough for me and I didn't have enough for the people I really wanted to pour myself into because I love pouring myself into my clients, my patients, my members but I have a close little family too. My mom, my dad, sisters, my brothers, nieces and nephews, my grandchildren, children. And so as a daughter, my my role as a daughter, I take so seriously. I love that role. It is the best thing to be an adult daughter. Like I just love it. If I work, 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 I don't get to be the daughter I wanna be. I don't get to spend time with my mom and dad because they kind of work a lot too. And so, but if I'm an example and I take off work, I kind of force them to take off work because they want to spend time with me too. We like each other. (laughs) And so the burnout got in the way of me being my wonderful daughter self. It It can get in the way of me being a great mom. It can get in the way of me being a great grandma. Did I just say grandma? Oh my God. BB, that's what my grandson calls me. But I'm just using that word for the sake of you guys understanding. But from here on is BB, okay? Just saying. (laughs) So something is pushing me to go back to the, so that's the burnout. And I'm going to wrap that up right there. And I'm going to leave that. And I know it felt like I stopped abruptly, but you know me, I follow the universe. So let's go back to the greed. So I want to talk to my men. Because a lot of times by men, they want to be mission driven, but they were raised to be money driven. And the guilt doesn't, they don't have the guilt because they were told to go after money. You got to buy your mommy a house or, you know, you got to get that money so you can get a great wife, right? A pretty wife, a beautiful wife, a loving wife. You got to get the money. If you want a good woman, you got to have some money so you can take care of that woman, right? That was what you were taught. And so it's not your fault that you if you're feeling this greed, it's not your fault because you are programmed that way. But it is your responsibility to let it go. It's totally up to you whether you stay on this path to greed any longer, even though you know it is hurting you. It is hurting you. It's coming between you and your wife. It's putting a big burden on your life. You don't even like your life. Yes, I did notice that wife in life I'm just. Mm-hmm. You don't even like your life. You don't, and you won't admit it. I remember sitting in the office with a guy, and he's complaining and complaining and complaining. And I'm the type of therapist or hypnotherapist that I'm pretty directive and straight to the point. We're not going to be in therapy for three years while I let you discover your pain. I'm not doing that. I'm just get. I'm a surgeon, so I'm just going to get right to it, and I'm going to tell you what needs to be removed. And so. He sits in my office and he complains, complains, and complains. And I said, here's the, here's the problem. Let me just point out what you're dealing with. You don't like your life. You don't like your wife. And you don't like your children. Yes, I do. Why would you say something like that? That's horrible. I can't believe you're saying that. I said, hold on. I didn't say you didn't love them. You love them. You take care of them. You support them. You, you provide for them, all of that. But you don't like them. And because you don't like them, they don't like you. And he was so angry with me, so angry with me. He said, oh, I can't do this. I'm not doing this with you, Kanae. You know, this is my last appointment. I said, that's okay. That's fine. But at least you know now you can go work on that with or without me. So, and I, cause I stand on mine. I know, I know this work. I've been doing this work long enough since I was 15 years old is when I first started in this industry, me doing self-development work on myself. And then later I started passing it on to other people first for free and then a fee. So he says that, and I stand on mine. I stand my ground. And a couple of weeks later, he sends me an email. He asks, I don't know if you're willing to work with me again. I know I said I was done with you, but you were right. I realize I don't like my life, and I, it has come to a point where I don't like my life, my wife and my children. but I also know that I made them that way. And he was able to be vulnerable, and he poured out his heart to me in that email, and of course, I was willing to work with him. I'm not the one who kicked. I didn't fire him. he fired me. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm willing to work with you if you're willing to do the work." And he was. To me, that was like I don't mind. A client firing me. People get their feelings hurt and they get all upset and ego comes in. I know why he fired me. I struck a court. I hit, it was a low blow, but I had to let him know. And by doing that, it just took us a couple of weeks to get to the answer rather than a couple of years. But I know, I know therapists, I know coaches that won't get you to the answer quickly because they're thinking about their bottom line. I don't mind getting fired. In fact, I kind of look forward to it. But that means that I might not make as much money as the next therapist or hypnotherapist. Now, we have a premium service and we charge what we're worth. We are not the highest price company out there. We're not the lowest either, though. But we're priced for the lifestyle that we want. And we're appropriately priced for the mental health that we want. I know that every single person I work with leaves feeling like they got their money's worth. In fact, they usually feel like they got more than their money's worth. And a lot of them say this was priceless. Like I can't even tell my life story without telling about how you changed my life and my business. Like those are the kinds of things that people tell me. That's why I do this. But I know if I would have charged that person more money than they really could have afforded at that time in their in their life, that they would have been more focused on that I took more than my fair share. And I'm not robbing. My job is not to rob you. My job is to feed you, fill you up. And if I take more than my fair share, which is what is happening in the world today, it's all about money. And people are praying on other people's pain. Now our service, if you think about it, you might go to therapy for a really sought after therapist, you're gonna pay about two two fifty an hour. For a really sought after hypnotherapist, you could pay up to five hundred dollars an hour. And so if you multiply that by every week you go see, I've had people who come to me twice a week in the beginning, in the early years. And and if you come twice a week to a therapist, pay five hundred dollars, or even if you come once a week, pay five hundred dollars, it's a significant amount of money right? And that's going to happen because you're going to take your time and figure out what's wrong and where you need to adjust. But just in that one year, you could spend about $20,000. And so just imagine if you're going to that therapist for two or three years, and even on the low end, let's say that's a $250 an hour therapist you're still spending about $15,000 a year if you go every week and keep it all up. And as you go through this process and you keep going, and let's just say three, four, five years, you're still dependent on them. And and it takes you this long to get to the root or the cause of your anxiety, your depression, your pain. You can spend easily 30, $40,000 in therapy, going to different self-development conferences and retreats and weekly therapy. And so it's not about the amount of money if the healing comes, but wouldn't you want to do that in a shorter amount of time? And so if you're going to be willing to invest your time is the money more important? Is your time more important? So the people that I work with, the mission-driven entrepreneur that needs to get back to their business quickly, usually wants to make a big shift in a short amount of time. But it doesn't mean we don't still make money. So we're still gonna charge you the amount of money it would take you if you if we can give you two or three years of therapy in two or three days or you know a couple months, then you're still going to pay a certain amount for that but we just saved you a bunch of time so you can go out and use that time to create more income in your life which is usually what happens and so a lot of people feel like this was worth it because we we release the blocks in the way of them getting to their next level so if you're running this 3 million dollar company and then you know you release the block that story that's been holding you back and now you shot you shoot up to 10 million which has happened that sounds like it's worth it right Money doesn't change you. It makes you more of who you are. So who are you? I can help you answer that. Did you know that financial hypnotherapy can help you discover yourself? It's true. And what it does, even better than help you discover yourself, is to discover where you've been. Your money's story. You know how in our IT formula, we say identify who you are, set an intention for who you want to be, and then tame your brain to get you on the path to prosperity. Well, in order to get where you're going, you really do have to know where you're starting. And that's why I created the Life of Meaning Assessment to help you determine where you are, identify. And this is important because you'll never get where you're going. If you don't know where you're starting, so many of us are going through life feeling burnout, stressed, financially overwhelmed, and you know that money is the number one cause of stress, whether you have it or not, and that's what's overwhelming us. But we can change that, and it starts with identifying. So take the Life of Meaning Assessment. Go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash clarity because whatever it is that's stressing you out and keeping you up at night is also keeping you stuck, keeping you away from your idea of prosperity, blocking you from a life full of meaning and money. So find out how close or far you are from finding your idea of prosperity go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash clarity. You'll be so glad you did. And of course, the link is in the show notes. So continue listening and take the assessment right after you're done with this episode. So keep in mind that it is about the value that you receive. But going back to that greed, and I know that this episode is jumping around, but I am going to tie it together for you. I just want to let you know that I see you, that I know you're going to conference after conference. I know that you're looking at everybody wants to sell you something. And then you're now an entrepreneur and it's time for you to sell. And you're like, wait, but I don't want to feel, I don't want to make my clients feel like I felt when I was talking to that person. I don't want to do that because I remember how that felt and it felt icky. But you also might be that person that is willing to lie. I used to work with a advisor and I was he would I was listening to him talk to his client once and I was like, that wasn't true. He was like, Yeah, I know. And I was like, Well, why did you say it? And he was like, Because I want him to, I want him to sign. And I'll fix it once he gets in here. We'll figure it out. But I needed to say what I needed to say to get him to sign up. And I was like, Wow. And I didn't judge him in that moment because he was like, I gotta feed my family. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I'm just different. And I remember interviewing for a management position when I was at Morgan Stanley and the manager who was interviewing me and he said, he gave me these two scenarios. This is, you know, salesperson one, and this is what they did and all their numbers. And this is salesperson two, and this is their numbers. When he asked me, what is the difference between salesperson number one and salesperson number two? And based on the scenario he gave me, I was like, I'm thinking that salesperson number one was just more willing to lie and say whatever he or she needed to say in order to get the sale, where salesperson number two was likely more heart-centered and thinking about doing what was best for the client. And so that's why they're number two. And he looked at me like, how dare you? Because he probably was a salesperson, number one. I found that over my years, I am often salesperson number two. Now, sometimes I am number one because it just so happens that the thing that I'm selling is also the best thing for everybody who happened to walk in. And so I, my sale is better. Like when I am selling something that you really, truly need, I am going to be salesperson number one. I'm going to make sure you get what you need. I'm not, I am doing you a disservice if I don't give you what you need, but it will weigh heavy on my mind, on my heart if I sell you something you don't need. I don't have that kind of greed inside of me unless I'm in survival mode. And that's where a lot of us live. So here's a tip. You got to get out of survival mode. And you say, well, Kanae, okay, I'd love to. but I don't know how. Well, the first thing is to stop feeling like your survival is dependent on you being better than somebody else. You are great. But if you see yourself as less than because Susie or Bob has more, it's likely that you have just as much as they have. You're just looking at it from a different lens. So it looks like they have more. From your view, your view is narrow of yourself. And so you can't see all of you. But when you're looking over at them, you have a little bit of distance there. So you can see a a wider view and you can see all that they have. But you also could be wrong. Because maybe you, they have more money than you have, and you have more love in your life, and that's worth something. Maybe you have more health. Maybe they've stressed themselves out to the point where they can't even think, and that is weighing on their bodies. They can't even walk properly because the stress is on, heavy in their back, weighing them down, their knees, shoulders are scrunched up. They're getting lines in their face. Because they're thinking so hard how to get out of this, how to get out of this. And you're looking at them thinking, oh, it's all rosy, it's all good. And you're comparing yourself. And now you're lying and losing your dignity and your values because you're trying to keep up with them. And that's just not what it's about. Stop trying to keep up. What is success to you? When, do you, when are you going to be successful? I once said that I would be successful when people were saying, Kanae said, and Kanae said, and Kanae said, and then the moment I said that, a few, I think it was the next day, people kept telling me, yeah, because, you know, whenever my friends, I say, Kanae said, and then, oh, my daughter is always saying, said, and I always tell my mom, said, and I'm like, holy crap, I'm successful. <laughs> I don't think so, but I am, because I said my version of success, I would know I was successful when this happened. And it's happened. So I must be successful. But thank goodness to the universe for showing me that. Now I could have fought with the universe and said, well, no, I still don't have enough money. And this person has more than me. And they drive this car and they have this house and they have a husband and they have this. But I did it at the time. I wasn't in a relationship at the time. I was My business was just like two years old. So you know, entrepreneurs out there, you know what a two-year-old business is like. And so it was a grind and I didn't feel successful. But That's what I said, success meant. And so I had to start feeling successful in that moment, the moment I found out. And that felt so good. It felt so good to just finally say, oh, wow, I am successful. Because the money is not what's going to make me successful. The money is just a byproduct of the success. And the moment I start, every time I feel successful, I get more money. When I don't feel successful, I, I put blocks in front of my money. When I start comparing and competing. So your greed comes from your programming. Your programming gets solidified into a belief because you have worked, 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 worked yourself to the bone, burned yourself out, wake, you wake up and work and that's all you know how to do because you were told that that was how you were going to get to be successful or wealthy. But there's so much happening underneath that is important to you, that you're not successful at. So you're not greedy with love. You're not greedy with health. You're not greedy with fun. You're just greedy with money. And money doesn't do anything. And yeah, you know, the Grant Cardone's of the world say, oh, but you need money in order to be happy. And he is wrong. So share this episode with him. He is wrong. You do not need money to be happy. You can be happy and poor. You can be happy and broke. You can be happy and rich. You can be happy and wealthy. None of these things, you don't need one for the other. Now, if you have a certain amount of money, you can relieve your stress faster. You can get the things that make you happy faster. You can get more of them. But getting more of them doesn't ensure that you're happy. If you don't know how to be happy, getting money is not gonna teach you that. You are still gonna need to learn how to be happy. Do you hear me? If you get money and you don't know how to be happy, money is not going to teach you that. You're still going to need to learn how to be happy. And so now you're going about life and you're going about life and you're getting this money, you're getting this money, you're saying whatever you need to say in order to get it. And oh shoot, now you feel guilty. Now you sold, sell, 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 sell. And you told yourself that you're doing this because this is the right thing to do. I have a great product. I should sell it to everybody. But let's be honest, there's a target market out there that your product is right for. And then there's these other people that could use it, but they might not use it to its fullest advantage. And then these other people who really wouldn't know what to do with your product if they had it. So stop selling to those other two people and only sell to those people who fall in your target market. The people who can get the absolute most out of your business and you won't feel guilty. So our target market, our ideal client is making three to 10 million. Now, if they make, let's say 500 to a million, they can still get a lot out of our our program. If they are a startup, they're not gonna get nearly as much out of our program. One, because they don't have the money to really afford our pro- program. But two, because... They don't have, they haven't collected enough data. And our, my program is data driven. And so I need you to have a certain amount of data so that we can scan your life and try to find where it is. What is it that you want? What is the story? You may not have enough data to identify your story. You also may not have enough data to set an intention to where you want to be. And I can tame your brain, but I need those first two pieces to be in place. And sometimes, we want to sell things to people who can't really utilize or get the most out of our service because we get stuck on this sale train. And we're like, no, Greg Cardone said, do it this way. No, Gary V said, do it this way. Now, keep in mind, I am not saying these are bad people. I'm saying these are capitalists who have push, 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 sell, 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 sell. If you want, if you want to be happy, get money, but they are going to hit a wall, a ceiling, they get, something is going to shake them and wake them up and say, this guilt is too heavy and it's burning me out. Because this is a circle. The burnout, the guilt, greed is all on a continuum. And you keep going, you, you know, you, the greed makes you burn out. The burnout makes you feel guilty. The guilt makes you feel burnout. You know, it's like all on this continuum. And eventually the greed is going to make you sick mentally and physically. And so I'm appealing to your mental health right now. I'm asking you to save your mental health. Now, I just went on a tangent. I didn't look at my notes at all. And I guess you can probably tell that I was just freestyling and telling you what I was feeling because it was heavy on my heart. So I'm doing this episode about burnout, guilt, and greed because this is what moves me. This is what wakes me up this mor- in the morning. This is what keeps me up at night. A lot of times guilt is about maybe the past, you know, what you didn't do, should have done. And a lot of times we feel guilt in the present because this present moment is reminding us of a past moment. A lot of times greed is for us focusing on the future. Got to get more, got to get more, got to fund that future goal, got to get more, got to get more, get more. You just have to think about it. What makes you feel guilty? It's coming from you not aligning with your true value. So my tip is for you to get really clear. I'm talking about really clear on what your values are. And when you feel that feeling, that guilt, that, that is, I just like to call it an icky feeling. When you feel that icky feeling, stop, just stop it. Stop selling to that person. That person is not your customer. That's somebody else's customer. Can you say that for me? That's, Somebody else's customer. So here's another tip. What things we do is, I used to have this saying, some people when I, this was another business, but they would say, try to negotiate on my prices. And then us say, they just said, oh, I have hundred dollars. What can you do for me? My answer, refer you to somebody else. And I was okay with that. This is the price of my service. You're not going to negotiate on my price. If I decide I want to work with you so bad that I'm going to give you a special offer, that's a decision I make. Because sometimes I see that people really are hungry. They're right there. They're ready for change. If they are a 10, a motivation, like I am so ready to change. I'm a 10. I would do anything. And they just don't have the exact right amount of money. I am going to make some provisions for them. It might be a payment plan. It might be a discount special offer but they absolutely have to be ready. I'm not making a special offer for somebody who's not my target market. No, I'm not doing that. It doesn't make sense. And so referring them to somebody else is the very best thing that I can do for them. Now, maybe I have an affiliate program with that person and so I get a percentage or maybe I don't. But what I do is I save some space in my life, in my mind, in my mental health, in my business. If I take on that client, it's just gonna weigh me down. They're not right for me, and our relationship is not going to be pure. They're going to figure out that I wasn't right for them. And they're not going to get enough out of it, and I'm not going to give them what they need. And that's going to make me feel a little bit of guilt and greed. So stop working with people who are not your target market because a lot of times guilt comes from not being loved and accepted. And sometimes when people tell you no, even though they're not your target market, you feel like they don't love or accept you instead of realizing that. They love it and accept you, but you're not what they need. So they need to say no. They need to say no to you and themselves. As a saying in the self-development industry now, that's like, say yes to yourself. Well, sometimes saying yes to yourself means saying no to somebody else. Well, why doesn't the self-help industry realize that? Every client is not yours. Stop trying to close people who aren't ready for you. Allow them to take something that's going to get them ready. I know, One thing I know for sure is I am usually not your first therapist. It's by the time you get to me, you have tried a bunch of things. And if you haven't tried a bunch of things, I usually don't really want to work with you. I don't really want to be your first thing because I don't drop seeds. I water or harvest them. There are many, plenty of people out there whose job is just to drop seeds in people's lives. That's not usually me. And that's why I'm okay with you listening to all the free podcasts or coming to all the free hypnotherapy sessions, because that is me dropping seeds. And I know by the time you and I get together in the same room or on the same Zoom, (laughs) I rhymed, it, it means that you're ready. I've already dropped seeds. I've already watered them. It is time to harvest. I'm okay with you being, you getting your soil nurtured. I'm okay with nurturing your soil, but I'm going to do it on my terms, which is this podcast and my pop-up hypnotherapy. I am not going to nurture your soil in my program. I am not going to let you pay all of that money just to nurture your soil. I know that that's not enough. And then I'm going to feel guilty or greedy if I do that. And my team has watched me turn people away. My team has watched me also say yes when I should have said no. And they watched us suffer for that. And we learned from it. And they've watched me learn from it. And then they watched me come back and say, we are not doing that again, right? I don't mind firing a client. I'll give you your money back. We have given refunds. If somebody takes a sneak peek and they don't take our, so you can you can come and visit the Prosperity Club. You can also come. You can do a one on one hypnotherapy session, and you get access to our library. If you're not doing the things, like we, I did a speaking engagement. There were twenty people that signed up, and. Two of those people never booked their session. We reached out to those people and we were like, hey, book your session, book your session. You haven't booked your session. We don't want to just take your money. And so one of those people eventually followed up with us and booked their session. The other person didn't. And so we refund their money because I don't want to hold on to your money if you are not going to move. Do something. It doesn't, doesn't make me feel good to just make a bunch of money and not help anybody. My money, my program makes a difference. And, and if I take your money, it's because I know I can make a difference in your life. And that's what you should be doing. And so if you have gotten focused on just the numbers, like, oh, get the highest number, get the highest number, close the most deals, close the most deal, have the most money, have the most money, but don't make the most difference, shift your focus. And you can do that by getting people around you who do that. Now, I have plenty of greedy people around me, plenty of people who are just doing this for money. I don't let them corrupt me, though. I try my best to corrupt them with the different making a difference, but, <laughs> right? It could be that your price is too low and you need to raise it. It could be that your price is too high and you need to lower it. It could be that you're just not giving enough value. It could be that you're doing so much that you're not all the way dialed in. It could be that you're distracted. It could be that you don't even like this business anymore. You probably need to sell it. It could be that you need to innovate. There's so many reasons why you're feeling guilty, greedy, and burnout. I'm just giving you some of them. So explore them. When you have greed, it's usually because either you feel like you have to get more than your fair share. Maybe you have a void that you're trying to feel. Maybe you're trying to show off. Maybe you're comparing yourself to some other competition, and they're not even they are not even you, but you're comparing yourself to them. There's a virtual mentor. He's not technically—he's a virtual mentor, but I also know him and have speak, spoken with him face to face. And I'm going to be on his podcast. His name is Bradley, and Bradley and I speak the same language. He says a lot of the same things I say. He hangs out with the Grant Cardona, Ed Millett's, the other guys like that. You know those names that have planes and boats and all the different material things. And a lot of times when I'm talking to Brad or about Brad, then I say, I, I make sure that he knows or that people know the difference between him and the others is that he's heart centered. He's going to make sure that his people are getting exactly what they want. He is not pushing the sale to sell you something that you don't need. And he will even ask you, is that too much of a stretch for you? Is that a problem? If you buy this thing from us, is that going to put you out of business? Okay, well, let's figure out how to get your income up so you can buy it. That's what he said. I heard him say those words. I, I, so I heard him on a sales call before and he asked the guy, what would it take like how, how, what would make this a sale for you? And I think the guy, you know, has talked about the price and wanting a little bit off of the price. And he says, sure, I could get you this off of the price. And this is what I would need for you in order to do that. So it was a negotiation. Yes, he did allow that guy to negotiate on his prices, but he still got what he needed. He was able to say, I can do this, but I need this. Can you do this? And I can do this. Okay, then we, we both walk away with what we need. And that's all that matters. So I want to kind of wrap this episode up for you because I've been going. But your pricing is going to affect your mental health. Whether you're pricing yourself too high or too low, you're either going to feel guilty or greedy. So get your price right. And this doesn't have, price doesn't have anything to do with self-worth. It doesn't have anything to do with self-worth. Find a good product, sell it to the people who need it, solve a problem and live your purpose. That's what it's all about. But you got to understand yourself. You got to know your purpose. You got to understand your people. Who is your person? Understand them. Get to know them really well, intimately. You don't have to work hard for them. You work well for them. Yeah, work well. You don't have to have fear that they're not enough out there. Did you know that There are billions of people in the world. I'm sure you can find a thousand or so to do business with at the right price, doing the right thing, giving them what they need. You can still be a multimillionaire and work with the right people. And then just start to make a name for yourself, become the authority in your industry. And you can do that by, you know, collecting the data and sharing it. Share, 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 share all as much as you can. Just share it. Because you're really not sharing that. You're not charging for the information. People can get that information anywhere. What you're charging for is access to your expertise on how to use that information. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you got that. And That's where I'm going to stop. You are not charging for information. That information you have, that is no better than anybody else's information. Les Brown already said that. Tony Robbins already said that. IBM already said it. You know, yes, you might have an innovative product, but stop trying to sell information. Information is free. Education costs. What you're selling is the education, what you've learned, your expertise on how to use that information. And if they want to take your information for free and go out and try it themselves, let them, let that trial and error happen. I love trial and error. Go for other people, not for me. Uh, Go out and try it. And then when you come back, you'll see. I'll show you. I'll guide you. I'll walk you through. But like I said before, I am not sure. I'm not planting a seed. I'm not charging you to plant a seed. And so I want to give you that. Your information is not that valuable. But the education that you have is. And there's a certain type of person that needs it. Find them. Stop working so hard to serve everybody. Stop trying to stop being greedy because you want to sell everybody on your idea and then you won't feel that guilt get your mind right your mentality your conscious brain is in the way go down deep to your subconscious clear those stories tame your brain and you can maintain the life of peace and clarity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me, for receiving that, and for shifting, because I know you shifted right now. So you can go out and do something different. You can help me with my mission on alleviating human suffering associated with money. You do things differently, the world will change for you. And I'll see you next episode. Thank you, my Pros Pros. Hey there, I know you want to become a Prosperity Pro. And one of the ways to do that is to take our money mentality quiz. Now at Presidential Lifestyle, we call your money personality, your money mentality. And we've learned that your money mentality is your money reality, whether you deserve it or not. Now in my years of clinical practice, I have found there are seven money mentality types. Do you know your money mentality? Well, you should because not knowing it could be holding you back from getting to your next level financially. Maybe you're a spender or saver, or you could be an enthusiast or a hero. Now, I know you may not have heard of the last two, but if you take the quiz, you'll find out your money mentality. It's easy, fun, and only takes three minutes because you already know all the answers. Take the money mentality quiz. It'll help you name your money personality So you can tame your thoughts, feelings, and actions around money. So go ahead, take the quiz. The link is in the show notes. And you might even want to share it with a friend. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, My Prosperity Pro. I want to stay connected with you. Here are four ways. Pick the one that works best for you if you want to stay connected with me. One, if you have any questions love to answer them send them to podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com I'd love it if you would make a one or two minute audio message and attach it to an email that'd be the easiest way for me to get it ask me anything about creating a life of meaning over money and I'll get you an answer remember the email address is podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com two Subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because you guys might want to have a discussion about it, especially if they're a CEO who wants to shift from the old American dream to a life of meaning. Three, we try not to have any sponsors on this show unless they are truly in line with our values. I mean, really a good fit. So that means we fund this podcast ourselves. I'd like you to take a look at our resource page to see if there's any products or services that we recommend that are right for you. If not, no worries, maybe later. If so, please use our affiliate link to purchase. Thank you in advance for doing that. You are such an amazing person. Okay, four and last. If you want to know what's happening over here at Presidential Lifestyle, And you want us to email you the update, then go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now, and you'll see the current updated blog for the week, but you'll also see a link to subscribe to that blog. We can email it to you if you like. That's presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. Don't worry, you don't have to remember that link or any links. They're all in the show notes. Oh, and I forgot to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review and tell us how much you're enjoying it. And now for the legalese. This podcast is not to replace professional counsel. The best advice is from a professional who knows you and your specific situation. The topics discussed in this podcast are are general in nature and for informational or entertainment purposes only, we encourage you to meet with a professional that you can discuss your specific situation with. Whether you choose us or someone else, one-on-one counsel is important, whether it's a financial, therapeutic, legal, or other decision. So that's all for now. I'll see you next episode. And remember, you can have wealth in all of its forms. Believe it, and you'll see soon, soon.